to me, say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can be what it says I can be. And I can do what the Word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me, and I'll never be the same. Never, never, never will I be the same. God increase, pastor decrease. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm going to walk with power and not let the loss get left. Amen. You guys may be seated. And we pray and, and thank God uh, uh, for you and that, you know, I, I know with Pastor Rita as well as myself is to be living examples, right? You know, we want to be that living example that just to how to stay with God. I, you know, we, <laughs> I would say like, I don't know where I would be without God. You know, we, we say that and then uh, we get opportunity to make sure that we keep God first. And so when it's that type of, of a, a mentality and a relationship, it just tends to grow like never before where, you know, God is, is all. Like Peter even said it uh, when Jesus said, will you leave always? Because will you leave as well is what he said. And Peter said, where are we going to go? You're the ones with words of spirit and, in, and life. And, and we have to go back to the fact of where, where would I go to? If I, if I don't have God, what, why, why would I, what, where, where else is there other than to be with God? So we're going to uh, talk about being present in his presence. And that's, so the song was so good uh, about being available for God to speak to us. And so we can run into all kinds of situations and God being there with us. Uh, that means that the other part of that is us needing to be available and being aware of God of being there. So respond to Jesus who is always there. In Psalms chapter 16, verse 9 through 11, it says, Therefore my heart's my heart, my heart is glad. I ain't got a bunch of them. And my glory rejoices, my flesh also shall rest in hope, for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. And I do like want to touch on verse 10 where it says he won't leave your soul in hell. Wherever, whatever you're going through, your soul isn't going to be left there as you call on Christ, right? The, the Bible says don't worry about the person who can kill the body. Be concerned about that one that can destroy the body and the soul. And, and it's a purpose of us to realize that the enemy in your soul can't steal your soul but you can give it away or you can release it and not protect it your mind your will your emotions which is your soul can be overwhelmed depending on what you allow to have its attention it can be overwhelmed it can be like it can take you out of the present of his presence because God is always there, right? He'll never leave us or forsake us. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. That means he's always with us. And imagine that, that if he's always with us, that I'm not available. It's not that God isn't answering. I'm not picking up on who's right there with me. Who's the one that's for me and who's there to, for me to be present in the presence of God, right? That means that there's a time where even as a group I was working with on Friday, and they were a Christian organization, but running a nonprofit. 
And even as I talked to him about the fact of standards and showing up to work on time, like just different stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like you call yourself a believer, but you got to do things with on order and dignity and protocol. You know, <laughs> she was they were t- she was talking about how some of them would would call two hours late that they not coming into work. How you do that? How you do that? Or just won't come back to work after going for lunch or a break or. I was like, that, what? That's like, that don't even make sense. To, but, but again, a lot of times people take freedom and use it in a selfish way, right? And so there's got to be a point where you can have something that's been gifted to you, but you got to be available to it. And as we pray, especially over our kids and, and believing for them, we pray every morning that our kids know the voice of God and the voice of anybody else they will not listen to. They'll know the voice of obedience. They'll know the voice and the presence of God at all times. There'll be that active thing. And as, as Pastor Rita was saying about your behavior changes when you're present in his presence. Because it's what God sees, not what people see. Like if I'm only good when people can see me, that's not really fulfilling. That means I'm ignoring the presence of God. Right? If I'm different in front of people than I am by myself, which, which God is with me, right? So it's, it's, got, it's a behavior, right? It's something that, that we got to get used to. But he won't leave your soul in hell. I thought that was, that was a great thing. So even whatever you're going through, your soul, God won't leave it there. As we respond to him, he begins to restore. So what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul, right? And this is, man, this is nothing to do with the message. But I just feel like I need to go in this direction because sometimes we think that certain things can be so deep, so powerful, so painful that it keeps us away from responding to God saying, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Uh, I, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, like we, we miss out. And, and it's when those scriptures come up and when God says them that we can actually be absent in the presence of God. And that's, that's, that's a wild place to be. So he's always with us. He's there. He's always responding to us. And, and, and it, surroundings never determine whether God's presence is with us or not, right? People think when they're going through things, they, they, what they say, God, where are you? I never left. I've always been here, right? And, and I'm, I'm speaking to you, but I can't get you to answer. I can't get you to respond, Right? And it's not that there's in search of God. That's why I'm always careful about, you know, kind of like, what, what are we singing again? But there is a time where we need to seek God and make it a priority to hear the one that's around us, right? In, in our house that if you walk and talk in a different room, I, we can't hear you. Even though you're in the same building and you can say stuff and even if I'm asked if I heard, nope. I didn't hear you, right? But if we pursue hearing that voice and hearing that person, we're going to be able to hear them even clearer each and every time. So uh, we get what we give our attention to, what is happening. Uh, we have to give our attention to God more than what is happening around us, right? And that's been present. That's been a, available. That's been, you know, we... we pray over our daughters. You know, our daughters are protected by the blood of Jesus, right? No matter what they do, no matter what campus they're on, no matter where they are, they are protected. Our sons are protected by the power of God. Our families are protected by God. We, we have to be present with that word so that it is presented to them as well. That way we're not laying at night worried because we've been in the presence with presence 
We've been present in his presence, and he's everywhere. So think about that. As you pray that, and you're in his presence, you're present with the presence that then God can fulfill because he's everywhere and he's with our kids as we pray that. So we're all together. Prayer is the only thing you can do to bring yourself together with people that ain't in the same city with you. Hey, man, that's awesome. So, so if you feel lonely, pray. <laughs> At Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always even until the end of the world. Amen. God is so faithful to be with us until the end of the world. Now, again, the challenge is, right, are we going to be with God? Right? Because, uh, God, I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of waiting. Hey, look, Jesus, it's about eternity, so I'm sticking with you till eternity. And, and the Bible is clear about that, that where it talks about even the very elect will be deceived and turn away from God. Right, elect, and in, in, in the fact that they're they're academically smart, but they are not spiritually smart. They can have all the degrees in the world, but if they don't have the degree of accepting Jesus, they too shall burn in hell. Right, elect, and elect, and that's what that's that's one of the big threats is we're smart. Follow the smart people. You're not so smart if you think you created heaven and earth. You're not that smart. You're not, no, you're not that good. And so again, we go back to, I put my trust in Christ. I put my trust in Christ. So I need to put my heart, I need to put my hair, and I put my thoughts and put my words in Christ. And, and I was telling Pastor Rita, um, as I was getting ready to speak, I was sitting in on the other speakers because my two other things had gotten canceled. So I was just sitting at this retreat place. And these other speakers, the lady that spoke the Thursday, these folks were weeping like, I was like, what's happening? Because she was just saying stuff like, say who you are, say what you are, don't say you will be, say I am. And it wasn't like, but they were, I'm talking, they ran out of tissues. I was like, what, why are people crying? Like, like they were breaking down, like, oh, like, and it so happened one day, and then one lady, I could understand her, and I, maybe I could have understood everybody else, but her daughter, it was her daughter's birthday, and her daughter had burned in the house fire. And she couldn't do anything. She couldn't get, you know what I mean? The flames were so hot. So, okay, I could see her being, I am no longer hurting. I am free. I'm not, you know, I am not worthless. I am about, you know, all that. So I could see. But the men were crying. Like, I was like, and I'm sitting in the back like, what is happening? To the point one guy said, you want some tissue? I go, no, no. You got other customers. It, even in a sense, as I was sitting there, just kind of, I was like, God, what are we going to do tomorrow? Because these same folks are going to come back. And, and so, you know, obviously, you know, God used in, in a great way for me to speak to them for six hours, y'all. Like, six hours. See, y'all think church long? <laughs> it was so, they were so intense. And so we were doing like a lot of our Activities with they were like getting into like to the point they were competitive, broken up in teams. They were so competitive, and and we were bringing them back together. And God was showing like process and process, and it was so good to see them. And like one guy said, I didn't know how you were going to deal with the way we were yesterday. Like he's, he's like, I had no idea. And, and the late Miss Tavian said, Y'all just wait. He's got it covered. He's got it covered. Like. 
her, it's good to have people that believe in you. I mean, she's heard me before. They hadn't. Except her mom that was there. She did. But it was like, you, you guys need to realize that anything that goes in front of you, no matter, even if they say something to your children, don't worry about it. Just keep coming with what God has given you. You know what I mean? Like, it, it could be, they could be teaching them all day, telling them stuff all day, or they're reading stuff, or watching TV all day, but do you still come with what God has shown you to come with? And it'll be the difference maker. And it was, that was one of the things they said, like, the, the one guy who was skeptical through the whole thing, and, and he, that's right, he wasn't crying. He was the other one, wasn't crying. And he said, man, you just, it's a new fire that he lit, that you lit up under me. And I was just thinking, like, I wasn't comparing myself to her. her. I was trying to figure out what was going on with y'all. But maybe I was crying about calling in two hours late that you weren't coming in. Maybe that was it. <laughs> like, I've been a horrible coworker. Uh, so, but many times in the middle of what God calls us to do, we can become overwhelmed with the size of what we're up against, right? You can be so overwhelmed, like this thing is so big, but you got for, to remember, not forget, got to remember that God is bigger than what is overwhelming you. He's there. He's with you, right? And the only way it can overwhelm you is that you can forget who's on your side. You can forget who's by you, who's, who's with you. And if you think you're alone, then that's when fear and that's when doubt, that's when unbelief, that's all that stuff's going to set in because you're thinking, man, it's overwhelming. Now you're no longer present and he's standing right there in his presence, right? Is the fullness of joy and pleasures evermore. And, and watch that thing shrink when you just back into the presence of God. Right? So I was like, all the fights I would get into in my neighborhood, um, uh, get into those fights. But I always had this thing like, if it gets too big or too many, I got a bunch of siblings at home. Right? <laughs> I got some backup. <laughs> Right? Always got some backup. You got to realize the Holy Spirit is, is your backup. It's never going to just, just let you just be dominated. He's never going to let you just be overwhelmed. But you got to recognize him. You imagine uh, being in public and, Milton, you don't introduce Margina and you're just talking to people. I mean, and then we do your funeral the next weekend. She's going to let it happen, Right? But if you don't introduce her, I mean, what do you think would happen? She'd be upset. She'd be frustrated. I mean, the conversation's going to be real tough when you get home. A lot of people don't introduce others to Jesus, right? They just have this conversation without introducing, hey, I'm with Jesus. I'm here. God's with me. You imagine that? And we've done it before where we've forgotten people's names, but not those who are close to us. Right? I was like, hey, this is, uh, this is my wife. Tell them who you are. This is my wife, Rita. I forgot yours. Right? Because that could be uncomfortable because we don't want to say, like, we don't want to admit that we forgive people. So we don't want to, we don't introduce the people when we don't want to admit we're wrong. We don't introduce the people we do know. Right? Y'all never done that? I have. Like, mm, hey! Like, when I'm loud, you know, it's, I don't forgot. Pastor, hey, what y'all, how you been? Man, what you doing now? Just trying to get them to say a relative name or something to work it, but I done straight up forgot. I done straight up forgot and, and don't want to admit that I forgot. You know, and sometimes you just have to admit, oh, I forgot. I forgot. It's just, it's just uncomfortable because they'll say your name like, Pastor Tor, man, I know you remember me. 
Yeah. So now you're lying. Or now I'm lying. <laughs> yeah. Remember that time? Yeah. Really, and I've forgotten a lot. You know, and I don't think it's got nothing to do with age or something wrong with me mentally. I just move on. You know what I mean? Like, people in my life, I just move on, right? And that, and that could be a good thing and, and a bad thing. And so now I just start telling people, you're going to tell me who you are again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you just got to tell me again. I'm sorry. You got to tell me who you are. I love the little kids. I know you're going to remember me. No, I won't. No, I won't. I speak to a million kids. No, I won't. I won't remember you. You have to tell me again. And one, one little girl just did that recently. Like, I know you know who I am. Tell me my name. <laughs> I don't. You're going to have to say your name again. That was six months ago. I've slept and ate since then. Like, and so, again, but I will never forget the name of my wife or the name of my children, the name of the ones who will love me and are close to me. I'll never forget the name of my God. Right? So I'm going to introduce you to Jesus. You may have to tell us who you are again. But God is there. And that's the thing, though, like, who are we spending time with? Does Jesus get to be a part or does he have to get pushed off to the side? Said, I think we're living, I, I personally believe we're living in the last days. I've been into some intense fellowship with people about what they are starting to believe in this immoral world and what they're calling good, evil, and the evil that they're calling good. Right? I'm, I'm starting to see, like, wait a minute. And there's no need to, and I was telling Pastor Reed, there's no need to argue with these people anymore. If they can look at something and say, that's not a table. What is it then? Oh, well, well, that's a monkey. Like, well, okay. So it's, I can't. You know what I mean? Like, you just have to just, okay. Because there's no, I mean, they outreach. Then I, then I step away and said, God, uncover their eyes. Because if they feed that a banana, this is a mental hospital. It is what it is. You's crazy. Right? We can't just uh, sit back and not introduce Christ to people, even if it's in just our walk or even if it is in just what we're, what we're doing. And, and even as they did this activity where they were writing on each other's back, right? They did this. I don't, we've never done this either with, with Arenda. Like, they put these big pieces of paper. This stuff is expensive, by the way. And uh, cut holes in it. And then everyone's writing, oh, you're beautiful. You're... <laughs> How are they going to see it? And I, was, I got there, I had my worship music on, because I didn't want to hear them cry. I didn't know if I was going to walk in there and they'd be crying again. So when it was my time to speak on Friday morning at 9.30, I just had my music in, just worshiping and just smiling, like coming to America. Like. <laughs> and uh, they're right on each other's back, and, I, and I, you know, God says, that, okay, and that's what you're going to open with. You know, you're going to start with that. And so, and, you know, say stuff to people's face that's good. Say the nice stuff. <laughs> Instead of writing it on their back, they can't see it. And I said, the next time you are more um, mindful of those who stabbed you in the back, remember those who wrote something good on your back. You know, you try to work it both ways. And they all grunt like Campbell's, oh, and oh. And, and, and I think, right, when, when, when you, not like, like us with believers, as we know God and know how to face God, Right? It, it becomes to a thing that we understand that there are things that are just going to come and go, but it's God's word that remains forever. 
right? Heaven and earth will pass away, but it's God's word that remains forever. And it's, 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 a, it's as powerful of a discouragement tool as isolation is, and it is powerful, uh, can be. God can, has assured us he will be with us until the end of time. Because isolation, once people can make you feel like there's nobody, you're deserted, right? And that's the goal is to make you feel like you're on this island by yourself. God, that's why we got to hear God's going to be there with us to the end of the time, to the end of the world. Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? For us means that he's on behalf of us, right? He's not just standing there. He's siding with you as you're speaking his word. He's I'm on behalf of you. Um, it's like you're in court. On behalf of my client, right? I am Jesus. <laughs> Leave them alone. And he don't have to say, hear me roar, right? So I believe that many believers feel lonely because they support things that God isn't for and develop a mentality of doing things without God. There are things that if I do that don't require Christ, right, I'm going to feel like God isn't for me because I'm doing things God isn't for, right? And, and I can make a habit out of that if I make, uh, and so we got to make a habit of being for what God is for and being able to rest knowing he is with you always. I like how that says he is with you always, always, no S. Just always, always, and no plurals, always, meaning if he with you, he with you always. Always Jesus. That could be a sermon. Let's do always. 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 I'm just saying a bunch of time because to be confusing more than anything else. But it is, it's discouraging to think that you're isolated. It's discouraging to think that you're the only one that believes what you believe. That's also empowering to know that you still believe, even with nobody helping, even with nobody's help. Um, I, I, so I believe that that's, that's what's happening with us. So we're going to make a habit out of being for what God is for. Luke chapter 11, verse 23 through 26 says, He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. When, he, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and finding none, he saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Getting delivered is the first part, Right? And even like, I should have saved that last quote for this one. Like, if you're, not, if you're not for me, you are against me. And how do we find out if we're being for Jesus? We find out what the word says about something. And the minute we're doing something that's not in line with the word of God, we're not for God. That means we are not recognizing his presence. And Mike Murdoch said, the greatest gift you can give someone is the gift of recognition. <laughs> even though I forget people's name. I want to recognize I forgot you. How about that? I want to recognize that. But that's the greatest gift you can give someone. But if it's not in the word of God and you're going to completely go against God, that means I've got to reject your presence. I'm, not, I'm going to remove myself from it mentally, emotionally, because I can't get away from you physically, but I'm going to act like you're not there. I'm going to act like, I'm going to do things that act as if that seems like I don't know God. It's like the lady getting pulled over for her bumper sticker. 
right? She's driving, and Anthony, she was flipping people off, yelling out the window, cussing. Policeman pulled her over and needed her license because he thought she had a stolen car. Why did you think my car stolen? Because you got this Jesus stickers on here, and you flipping people off and cussing them out. It can't be yours. <laughs> At least know the stickers on the car. Amen. Ain't that why we don't have them on our car? Like, look at no, stop, stop, stop. Just play it. Just playing, God. We're good. <laughs> Imagine that, right? The policeman said, this has got to be somebody else's. Surely this is not your car. I think a lot of times when it's all said and done, are we doing things that's for God? Are we doing things that's against God? So if I can't find it in a word that where God is for it, that means God is against it. That means that I am ignoring the one who's going to always be there with me always. And now that I'm creating this own isolation on my own, I'm dividing myself from the presence of God. Now, what blows my mind is the next story that follows that is talking about demons getting cast out. And then you get casting them out, but you're not feeling it with anything. And then those demons come back worse than they were the first time. After I've been against God, now I'm going to get demons. <laughs> There's an activity that is called, um, you know, being clean, but not being restored. Right? Because it doesn't matter how clean you are if you put on the same dirty clothes, you're going to still stink. Right? That means we have to be refreshed. Be, uh, uh, Ephesians 4.23, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. There's a renewal. There's a process of, of, of being helpful uh, in, in order for God to be able to do it. Because the devil is, is not polite. You, oh, you ran me out that first time? I'm bringing cousins this time. I'm bringing the ones who never bring nothing to the party. And we're going to eat up your whole life this time. This is why some people can go and get free for a little while. But if they never put Christ in there, that freedom comes back and they are locked up even more the next time. And they feel like, well, if I never would have came to Christ, I wouldn't have such much battle. You're right, because you probably would have been dead. You know much to fight then. Right. And you've seen it. Right. If you ever come back, like um, even even after our fast. Right. And it's such a glorious time. But but the way that we can reintroduce ourselves. To what we have been away from for 21 days can determine if that thing's going to turn into a stronghold or just something else that we eat. You know, it's just. It just determines, right, of, of what we're going to allow to do if we didn't fill up with Christ. So it's one thing to go without the food, but you've got to fill those spaces where you would have been eating with Christ, with worship, with prayer. That's why it's called fasting and prayer, right? But if you don't, the enemy will go, oh, they just swept out for 21 days. We'll be back. That Airbnb they got up in there in their heart, we're going to mess that up. We're going to throw a party. And not even that a, a, a believer can be demon-possessed. You know what I'm saying? You can be oppressed by them. But we're talking about when we reach out to loved ones and we tell them, you know, only partial of the story and not all of it, we're setting them up to fail even worse. I'm believing for you to be blessed. I'm believing for you to be free. I'm believing for you to get out of that bad relationship. Well, then tell them about the relationship with Christ. Because if they get out of the bad relationship and they don't fill it with Christ, there's another bad relationship coming that's probably going to be worse. 
right? That's, that's much better. That's the one I should have used, all right? It, it is what we fill the gap with. It's what we fill the gap with. Uh, whatever we gather, if it is not what Jesus has called us to have, whether it be information or opinions, and someone love again, what Pastor Reed was saying, are things, it can bring about more destruction than we can handle. God didn't tell us to have it, get away from those people who are trying to give it so it don't destroy us, right? If there's already a small crack in our foundation, God is not going to bring more of, of a heavy anointing, right? Because that's just going to destroy because we didn't learn to carry what we got. And we got to learn to be healed with what we got so he can bring on more. My little, the little juice thing I have in a tub thing, I figured out how to, because I thought you'll, you'll, thing we used to spick it out of, I thought that was glass. It's not. It's plastic. And I swished juice the first time I carried it. Because you know you can't carry it the same way. I was swishing it, had it up against my body. So there was a ring of juice. <laughs> had flowed all the way around. We got to be careful how we carry ourselves. Because we could be spilling what we need what we should be receiving. We got to be careful how we carry it. And I was like, well, this shirt's ruined. Can't do that. And then I decided, Miracle City, that's going to make that door close by itself. We'll just put another one up there. I like that you got it. So now I found something to hold the container in, okay? That little plastic thing that's back there. And it helps me carry it, right? And if we would hold ourselves in Christ, he helps carry us in a better way so we're not spilling out all over everything, spilling out in our faith, spilling out in our joy, spilling out in our hope, spilling out in our increase, spilling out in our... We're not spilling all over the place, and then we're able to give what we have because it's not wasted with us shaking, trying to, to carry it, right? I don't know if y'all are as arrogant as I am. I think I can do all things by not listening, Clearly, I've been told, use something underneath that. And clearly, I've rejected the message because I can do it better. Right? Jesus has made himself to be everything for us and everything and be everywhere with us so that evil will have to go through him to get to us. Right? Your presence is heaven to me. Jesus, be the sender of my joy. All of those things was like, it's got to go through Christ. But if I make myself available to the evil by not putting Christ in between me and that, it's going to get me first. So it's all the fiery darts of the enemy. Here's, here's, here's our verse. Luke chapter 17, verse 13 through 15. Arise, O Lord, confront them. Look at people telling Jesus what to do. You ever want to tell somebody what to do? Here it is, your prayer. Confront them. I, this could be an angry prayer. <laughs> Whoever hurt your feelings, confront them, Jesus. You do it. Wake them up in the middle of the night. Just send just a hand and just slap them in the middle of the night. Like you confront them, Jesus. And, and bring them to their knees. This is a violent prayer. Deliver me from the wicked by your sword, right? Like this is an angry prayer that's in the Bible. First of all, to be telling Jesus to get up, arise, O oh Lord, 
Right? Like, like, God, you get them now. God, I thought you was with me. I thought you was on my side. Kill them. I've never prayed a prayer like that. Ever. I've thought of prayers like that. I've never prayed a prayer like that. I've thought, like, in the sense of we're telling God to get up and do something about it. And the only one we resemble to do that was the other thief on the cross that says, if you really are the son of God, because I'm not familiar with your presence. Rise, kill him. So from such men, O Lord, by your hand, from men of the world whose portion is in this life, may you fill the bellies of your treasured ones and satisfy their sons. So they leave their abundance to their children. So then they switch. Right now they want to start praying for the ones that should be fighting and leave an inheritance. As for me, though, there you go. I know you got all that going on, but as for me, I will behold your face. I'm going to get holy and righteousness. And here's the part I like. When I wake, I will be satisfied in your presence. So really, after they got through angry with their prayer, they had to stop and go, wait a minute. Can't I just be happy with just Jesus do people got to die for me to be happy? Do my enemies really have to go through stuff? Do they, you know, do I need to pray for them to get acne? Do you know what I mean? Like, what, I mean, what, you know, and then I like, live at the end of it. It says, wait a minute. I can just wake up and just be satisfied with you. And that'll take care of all my enemies because I don't have to worry about them. Taking care of them means I ain't worried about them. I got God with me. Stay satisfied in God's presence, and nothing in this world can overwhelm us, right? Stay satisfied. If you feel yourself, God, when is it going to be my turn? When my blessing going to come? When my... You're not happy with him being with you, right? Uh, you know, the blessings is a byproduct. It's not the goal, right, of, of being with Christ. And that does, even as angry as the first two verses were. They finally went, wait a minute, there's something better than watching my enemies die when I walk past them. Which would be kind of not cool. Well, it'd be, you know, if you're really a vengeful person, it'd be cool to walk past somebody and watch them die. And like, I told you, don't be talking to me like that. I told you. Now you wish you was breathing. Don't you? So, you know, it's, it's like we can't <laughs> handle the power of God. Or for them to lose a limb. Just, just something like that. Like, now you want it back? Apologize to me on behalf of Jesus. Remember Joe Nunez used to want us to pray like that? Pastor, pray that fire happened in the cafeteria at school because people are wicked. <laughs> he wanted, he, he'd been watching the Ten Commandments and he, it's the first time he ever saw it. You know how they did. And they, they don't know if it happened like that. But the fire spun and it was like, like a whole big tornado straight up in the sky. He said, we can do that in the cafeteria at McNeil High School. Do you think that'll win people to Christ? Oh, it'll scare them to Christ. He was convinced that we need to terrify people to know Jesus. So how about we live our lives to the best of what God's called us to do? Now, let's just be an example. And I burn up the cafeteria. Set up the spring. God did it. Get right or get burnt. Right? And so let's enjoy the presence of God, not not the confusion and everything around us. I cannot satisfy all people, but I can be satisfied with waking up next to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen? Amen. I want you guys to bow your heads. Let's pray. Oh, man, we're going to eat early. We brunch. Good Lord. <laughs> 
as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. Father, we just pray and thank you, Lord, that we recognize your presence and that we are present in your presence. That, Lord God, that we're going to be for what you're for and against what you're against. That, Lord, that we don't live life or have a lifestyle or have a behavior that, that requires us to remove you from the equation. That, Lord, that we want to be attentive to you at all times in everything that we're doing. That we let it be known that Jesus is with me and I'm with him. And I'm going to respond to my Lord and my Savior who's always with me. She'll fill my heart, fill my life, fill everything that I'm about with his presence. Father, I thank you for revealing things in our lives that may have been things we've taken up that requires, that requires us to take you out. And Lord, as we do, you'll show us how our relationship with you is not only for the moment, but it's eternal. It's about everything that we live and breathe and desire to do. Father, we want to honor you. Well, most of all, we want to recognize your presence because we need you, we need you every day. And we glory in you. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Well, we love you guys. Keep, keep continuing prayer. Stay covered. We're hitting the fall season, right? Right, is that what we're calling it? Fall, right? Some leaves. It, it was like, we thought a cold front had come in. It was 84. Who, who does that? <laughs> Only in Texas. <laughs> Only in Texas. Like, oh, it feels like falls. What's, what's temperature? 84? That's crazy all by itself. But yeah, so go, if you got kids in the back, go get them. Enjoy some hummus, some drinks, some juice, and we'll see y'all next time. All right? Y'all dismissed.